there may or may not be a baby on the way by somebody who is outside of the house and you're constantly being being privy to these conversations and you are the shoulder that your friends are crying on and talking crazy about their men that also my friends has the um propensity to have you side eye in your relationship so you also have to watch that too You're tuning in to the Sheer Resilience Podcast, the brown girl's guide to facing life's hurdles without giving up. Tune in weekly as we share candid conversations and an occasional kiki to help you bounce back and be the best version of yourself. I am your host, Brandi Lucas. Let's cut up. And we back and we back and we back. What is up, Sheer Squad? Welcome to episode eight of the Sheer Resilience Podcast. I am so happy to have y'all here. Can y'all tell I'll be really legit pumped about the time that I get to spend in your car, in your AirPods, however you are ingesting this good old uh, tea time that we have together. I am happy about it. So happy to have you here. Welcome back. So I'm going to hop right into the dope thing that I am digging this week because it is pretty dope. You know, all of them are pretty dope, but this is this week's dopeness and I am digging on the Black Love documentary. So this is a show on the OWN Network. So our good sister Oprah is helping us to see Black love in all its gloriously splendid, just richness and diversity. And I am such a huge fan of this show, y'all. So this is the show's fourth season and it is the brainchild of a husband and wife team. I got to look up their names. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's a black couple and they have, you know, recorded Um, conversations on different topics with different couples. This season has by far been my favorite season. Last week, my daughter and I watched an episode where a couple shared their journey of um, experiencing loss of a child. And of course, it was emotional. It was heart-wrenching for them to share, you know, this tragic thing that they endured. But baby... The way that they loved on each other, supported each other. Um, You know how you can see a couple and they kind of finish each other's sentences and you just know that it's a whole yin yang type of thing. These two took it to such a deeper level that I was like in awe. Like, this is beautiful. This is so important and impactful for people to see because I think that some people have the wrong idea or a limited view of what black love, strong black, just mm, those type of relationships are. So the opportunity to hear how black couples endure things, go through, they model resilience, (laughs) had to throw that in there is just incredible. I love Black Love. If you have not seen it, you need to. If you are a person who's in a couple, watch it with your spouse. It is incredible. And it is a great way to start dialogue 
some of the topics that they touched on. They talked about um, how their love started, of course, newlyweds. They touched on mental health and relationships, finding a rhythm. Uh, The episode that I told you all about that just knocked me off my feet was called Stand By Me. And they have an episode coming up called Making It Last, which I can already assume is going to be incredible in hearing how Black uh, couples make their relationships endure. You know, there is a lot of, you know, public display of Black relationships not making it. So I am all the way here for the narrative being shifted uh, in the way that Black love is doing it. So, of course, you guys can find the information if you are not already privy to where you can check out Black love on the Sheer Resilience website at sheerresilience.com. All of the dope things that I am digging are featured there with links and more information. So y'all make sure that y'all are stopping by the podcast little part of the internet for a little more of a deep dive into the topics and information that we share here. So we're going to get into today's episode. Y'all ready? Let's go. So today we are chatting it up about circles and squares. I want to generate some dialogue about the topic of our circles, the people we rock with, the people we roll with, the people that we have around us. So I pulled up this quote because, of course, on this topic, there is no shortage of little um cute little antidotes and posts for social media, but this one resonated with me. And it says, surround yourself with those who only lift you higher. That came from our good girlfriend, Oprah Winfrey. And you know, she is in a circle of winners. So I take her word as mine. Our circles can give life or they can take them. It's so important that we pay attention to the impact that the people who are in close proximity to us have on our lives. They can have a major impact on our parenting, our finances, and our relationships. So let's dive into those three topics and talk about how our circles play a part. So when we talk about parenting, y'all, I am in this season of getting all the way checked uh, by my children. Um, you know, they are young adults now. They are 18 and 21. So we are able to have open conversations about the things that my husband and I did in our journey of parenting and how it affected them. Now they are young adults. They have their own voices. They have their own opinions about how they look forward to parenting their own kids. Thank you, Jesus, that they don't have none yet. Thank you, Lord. But they are vocal. They are vocal and I welcome their feedback. I welcome hearing how, um, you know, things have affected them and what things look like through their lens of life. And one of the big topics that both of my children have um, taken me to task about is discipline. Discipline. Oh my goodness. If I had the opportunity to go back, uh, there is 
that is one of the areas that I would definitely um, try to clean up some of my mistakes. And this is why. So I have a very high spirited, rambunctious, uh, talkative, very, very all over the place son. And then on the other hand, God blessed me with a mild mannered, chill, um, just, you know, to herself daughter. My parenting skills with both of them had to be different, of course, because they were different people. Um, I have to be honest and say that as a parent to my son, who was my first child, I became a mother with him at 18, uh, had gone away to college and here he comes, um, very early into my college career. So it was a bit of a detour. It was, you know, a, a surprise type of thing that I had to come home and tell my family about, um, So that really shaped the way that I parented him being a young mother and not wanting people to think that because I was a young mother, that I was not capable of doing a good job and that my kid would not be disciplined and he would not be clean and he would not eat well and all of those things. I was very much affected and impacted by the people around me because I was the first mother out of all of my group of friends. So I also felt the need to be the model parent in that because it was a surprise to them too (laughs) that I was a mom, you know, becoming a mom. So I felt like none of them are mamas. I got to be the one to show that I have this mothering thing down packed because I'm young. We all young and here I am with a baby. So I at least have to do it with some type of grace and have it together. Once I started to do hair and get in the salon and even my family and just I have usually been the youngest person um, in some of my circles. So I did feel a responsibility to parent in a way that showed these people who were older than me that I knew what I was doing and my kids were going to be okay. That really impacted in a great way in some aspects. But like I was saying in the beginning, hearing from my kids, some of the things that I was doing was not the best things. I was like, hyper-focused on discipline. Hyper. If you ask my son, he probably feel like I beat him and whooped him and just, you know, for everything. I don't think that I did, but two perceptions, two different lenses that we're looking through it. As time has passed, I've gotten the opportunity to ask myself, why was I so laser-focused on disciplining? And where I feel regret is my motive, My motive was to come off a certain way to people who wasn't paying my bills and wasn't raising my kids. Um, So in that aspect, my circle made a huge difference in the way that I parented. In parenting, we also can fall in the trap of keeping up with the Joneses, depending on who your circle is, depending on who your friends were. If you have friends who buy their kids everything and their kids are in Jordans and they live in a certain, you know, neighborhood and their kids go to private schools and this and that. And your story is not exactly written that way. You might feel a little bit of pressure or influence to play up what you're doing or 
sometime probably be buying out of your means based on your circle. And then activities that kids do. If you are around a lot of sports parents or, you know, their kids are doing ballet and they're doing cheer, a lot of times you don't want to be looked at as the parent who just, you know, let your kids play Xbox and swipe left on the iPad all day. So Depending on how you're looking at it, it could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. It was a bad thing, some of the choices that I made because my motive was not from a pure place. It wasn't like I want to discipline my children in a way that makes them well-rounded, great individuals. It was like, no, nah, I don't want these older people around me thinking that, you know, because I'm a young mama, my kid's going to be wild. So in hindsight, if I could do it over, I would. There's nothing I can do about it now, but I am going to be a incredible grandmother. And I hope that you guys pay attention to some of the choices that you may be making in parenting based on your circle. Like I said, they can be good choices or bad choices. We all know that the circle that we around has an opportunity to really like build us or break us when it comes to finances. I choose to look at this from a positive standpoint. I love that all of my girlfriends um, are go-getters. The people who are close in my circle are hustlers. So when you are around women who are like close in age, your kids are close in age, you guys have not walked the same life, but you know, you kind of come from the same place, been around the same things, have been presented with similar opportunities to see them winning and to see them like doing incredible things is an inspiration. I have always been inspired by my best friend. I talked about her on a previous episode. She was the first of our group to go to college. Now we all went to college leaving high school. She was the one that finished. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, she has since uh, gotten her master's degree. And I have always been like so inspired by her approach to her education and just seeing her actually pull through and finish both her bachelor's and her master's. Um, and it has always, now it didn't motivate me to want to go back to school or nothing like that. Cause I have always been comfortable in the lane that God put me in, in regards to beauty. Once I left college, the only reason that I thought about going back was to be um, more fo focused in on uh, serving or business. It was still this entrepreneurial lane that I'm in, but she has been an inspiration to, um, you know, always keep pushing. I saw that her getting her degrees presented opportunities for her for different jobs. I saw that her income was different and, you know, she was able to uh, afford things and do things based on her making the decision to stay in school. And your circle is, you know, people who are about that life. They are people who are, you know, close in proximity to where you are financially and above. It pushes you forward. It makes you want to level up. You have people who you make and go to for information and insight. If you have a girlfriend or a friend in your circle who is into stocks and into investing, it's so good to have people like that in your circle where you can call and ask and you don't feel like, well, am I looking 
stupid because I'm asking her about this? Is this something that I should already know? No, no. But you know, we think like that often. Having somebody in your circle who is privy to information and finances that you aren't, and it's just like, yo, girl, I'm telling you, it can definitely help push you forward and help you to level up. I have another girlfriend um, who I've been friends with for forever. She's in the beauty business also, and she is solo traveler extraordinaire. This woman will pack a book bag and go to anybody's country on a whim. She just moves like that. And I have always been so inspired by her ability to just, you know, whatever she got to do, put her coins to the side, book the book the plane ticket, get on the plane and go and make wherever she is like her own. She just, you know, she'll find her an Uber driver or whatever connection she needs to make. She has not let fear cripple her. She is just out here moving and shaking and it's inspiring to me. So, you know, I can call and say, hey, you know, I know you took this trip to over there. Are there some things that you would suggest I do? Is there an agent that I should go to? How much was the trip? You know, it can be a little uncomfortable asking folks uh, about monetary issues. But when these are people in your circle already, these are your good girlfriends, you know, you don't have those barriers. So it is incredible to make sure that that you have a circle around you in regards to finance of women who are on your level and above. Don't be shying away from being in relationship with women who are above. Now let's flip this finance thing on the other side. When you are in close proximity to people who are not financially focused, who are not financially responsible and who are often robbing Peter to pay Paul. Now, no shade. Now, we all have been there and we'll walk through some seasons where, you know, things get a little lean, you know, but there is a complete and utter difference than being surrounded by people who is, girl, I ain't going to be able to go. Mm. Then y'all go on a vacation and it's just like, Well, you want to go out every night we on this trip? Yes, I want to go out every single night because I'm on vacation. And when I'm at home, I cook every single night for my family. It can be a stressor and limiting to your relationships. Then if we're real about it, when you are in close proximity to people whose bar is much lower than you in any area, but right now we're talking about finances, it will make you feel like, oh, you out here popping. Because if you got, you know, 10K in the bank and they have a thousand dollars and they feel like they just hit the lottery, it will make you in your mind think that you are on something, you know? So I am always looking for opportunities to surround myself with women men, people in general um, that are in that inner circle of people who inspire me, who influence me, who push me to be a better version of Brandy and especially in the area of finance. Now we had to talk about relationships, y'all. Depending on the good or the bad, a good relationship and being in close proximity to people For us, I'll say women who are in positive life-giving relationships can be so inspiring. 
you will have a girlfriend who maybe she's a newlywed and she just so in love and you know oh this is my boo I gotta go home girl like everything is about her and him if you are in a more seasoned mature relationship that can kind of light a spark for you seeing that new love it can help you to remember how things were popping way back when it can reignite that flame now on the other hand if you're around a whole lot of women who are in negative relationships and dude don't be coming home and um There may or may not be a baby on the way by somebody who is outside of the house and you're constantly being privy to these conversations and you are the shoulder that your friends are crying on and talking crazy about their men. That also, my friends, has the um, propensity to have you side-eyeing your relationship. So you also have to watch that too. Either you're going to be given life or you're going to get little sprinkles of death in your relationship based on who you're around. So if people are happy in their relationship, um, it's easier to kick it with them. <laughs> so if you got a group of girlfriends and, you know, three or four of them, everybody is coupled up. Y'all can go out and kick it. But you got that one couple like... um What's the movie, the Tyler Perry movie, uh, Why Did I Get Married? And Angela and her husband always cutting up and, you know, snapping on each other at the airport. It's just like they're in the friend group, group, but everybody knows that they crunk and that it's liable to go down. They may embarrass us. Now, y'all know we got to look at this thing from both sides. If you are in relationship with a circle of people who are in good relationships and you are in a not so good relationship, it does have the ability to make you hyper-focused on all the things that are wrong in your relationship. So you just have to take that as it is. That might be God's way of saying, sis, it's better out here. You see me waving the flag on this side, you need to be over here. It just depends on how we see everything. So in parenting, finances, and relationships, as well as so many other areas in our lives, the company that we keep is so important. It can either cause us to be inspired, to push for a greater version and just viewpoint of life, or it can keep us stuck and uh, have us living small. Yeah, I don't even have to expound right there too long. It could just have us living small because if you're around a lot of small thinking, people who are just barely making it, they just getting by, you be, you know, okay, I ain't got to push too far. I ain't got to, you know, go outside of my comfort zone because everyone around me is basically doing the same thing. But when the sky is the limit and your whole crew bad, oh my goodness, it has such an amazing impact on your life. So if you're finding yourself in a situation where you have um, a lot of squares in your circle, I would highly suggest that you do the work to connect yourself with more people who are moving in the direction that you would like to see your life move in. I am not here to be telling nobody to fire all their friends and all of that crazy stuff, but you 
you got to evaluate your situation. If you're seeing yourself in patterns and doing the same things, if you are not motivated and not inspired and you hang tight with the same people, that might be something to consider. Now, I ain't saying what to do. I'm just saying something to consider. But what I would say that you should do is be intentional about making partnerships, relationships, hanging out with people, making connections with people who do inspire you and do have the likeliness to motivate you to move in a different direction. Mentorship is also an incredible way to inspire you to open your eyes up to new and exciting things. Often what I found in mentorship is that when you're partnered with the right person, it gives you uh, the opportunity to be looked at through a lens and be inspired by someone who sees something in you that you might not be able to see in that season. So your circle could be just, you know, a bunch of friends that you hang out with, but you also can be intentional of building a circle of mentors Sometimes you're going to have to pay for mentorships, but some people, depending on your job, career, you know, the the uh, opportunities you seek out, you may be able to just lock arms with people in a way that, you know, you can take a little something from here and take a little something from there. Also, what you watch on social media, what you subscribe to. So we got to hit these buttons and all like give our attention to these pages, to these people. Be mindful of what your um, digital circle looks like. Are you all shade room and um, tabloids and negativity and foolishness? Or are you looking at finance pages and investment pages? And are you looking at happy relationships? And are you looking at uh, positivity and home decor and things that speak to what makes you feel good? You get to create the life you want to live and things as small as the people that you are around, whether they are squares or circles, whether they are leading you to be a better you or keeping you stagnant or pulling you down. You got to look at that and then make the necessary changes. I would love to hear from you about how this episode impacted you, the conversations that it started and what you may potentially have to do, who you might have to fire as a result of it. (laughs) So yeah, y'all let me know, head over to the Sheer Resilience Instagram page and leave me your comments. Again, if you are interested in the dope things that I am digging from today or other episodes, head over to the sheerresiliencepodcast.com for all of that information, as well as additional resources to each and every episode. Also, I would love for you guys to help me get this podcast in front of more incredibly dope black women. And you can do that by rating, commenting, and making sure that you subscribe on a major podcast platform of your choice. Thank you so much. I will see you guys back here next Tuesday and we will be having a very dope conversation about boundaries. We all need them.
but we don't all have them and we're going to talk about it. I see y'all next week. Until then, keep living, keep learning, and most importantly, keep loving. Bye.